Welcome to the Staffing RecOps podcast, where we interview leaders from high-volume staffing and recruitment firms on the operations, strategy and business processes that they've implemented or are implementing. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcoming to the podcast today, Mason Barendrecht. Mason, thanks for joining us. Thanks, James. Thanks for having me on. Mason is based in Essex here in the UK and is Director of Technology and Systems at Hales Group. Originally from Australia, Mason moved to the UK in October 2007. In 2015, Mason worked, uh, moved to work in the care sector, moving initially into a business analyst role before climbing the career ladder and most recently in March 22, starting work as Director of Technology and Systems with Hales Group. Hales Group is one of the UK's leading home care providers and staffing businesses, delivering recruitment services to a wide range of sectors throughout the UK. We interviewed Mason's colleague Kirsty Walpole in April 23, episode three of the Staffing Recops podcast. This quarter, we are focused on data and security, automation and artificial intelligence. I've invited Mason onto the show because on the staffing and recruitment side of the Hales Group business, there is a data project currently underway. Mason, what can you share with us about what you're doing at Hales Group right now? Thanks for that lovely introduction, James. So as as we're all aware, data is the absolute lifeblood of any organization. It helps us make decisions, drive innovation, improve efficiency, but data is only as good as the quality of that data. So we're currently in a um, process within the Hales Group recruitment side of our business um, to migrate to a new CRM platform. And the first step on our side is to go through a a real big data cleansing exercise effectively. Um, And that's what we're starting. We're starting at step one. We're we're validating the data that we have on hand. We're trying to standardize as much of our data that we have currently. We're trying to remove any duplicate uh, data. And we're trying to reconcile as much of the data into a single platform as possible. So lots of businesses, of course, went through a big review of their data when we were going through implementation of GDPR some years ago. So I'm assuming your company will have done that back then. Yeah, absolutely we did. And and this is more of an exercise to ensure we're mapping um, current client details to the new CRS, CRM system that we're uh, migrating to when we... Um, perform a full data migration and, and, and data backup from our previous system and then restore it into our new system. So it's quite a common thing, of course, for recruitment and staffing agencies to be going through a data migration. Many, many businesses will at some point move systems. What's, what are the key challenges for you in this data cleansing project? So there's really three key challenges for me. Um, the sheer volume of data, um, the complexity of some of the data, um, and and finally, uh, just just ensuring um, that that we have the correct data captured and we don't miss anything. Um, the last thing we want is to lose any data and and ensure that the data retention is is kept effectively and still ensure the data is retained correctly. 
So there are three main challenges. What preparation have you done in advance of starting this project for anyone listening to this that maybe hasn't gone through a data migration before? Because, of course, many businesses in, in the early years will start off just doing it on Excel sheets, etc., phone book. You grow your business, you pick your first um, software solution, and then at some point you make that first move. Or even if somebody has done it before, sometimes people will just take all of their data and move it across. So thinking about this, thinking about yourselves preparing for this what research did you do have you gone out and spoken to people have you taken experience from your previous roles in your career before joining house group so really actually a mixture so i'm fortunate to have had experience with a lot of data manipulation and migrations myself so i know what uh, steps and processes need to be undertaken but one of the things I've learned along the way during my career is you need to speak to the people that are using that data daily. So we really got became engaged with our um, staff and our users. Um, but also we made sure that we uh, retained the expertise of our compliance manager on our side, because I think one of the most important things that is often overlooked is the compliance and governance of data. Um, you touched on it slightly earlier around GDPR. We need to make sure that we're keeping all of our data and retaining it correctly. We need to ensure that we have all of our compliance information available to us because the reason why um, a lot of companies have these systems is to ensure that they are compliant um, and, and, and ensure that we've got the increased user satisfaction. So, so thinking about the actual project and in terms of the timeline, what what are the steps? So, the first, first of all, you've got to get the data out of your current system, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that that first step, um, we it was actually quite easy. We just we just do a backup of our existing database. We have an on-premise database currently. Uh, it's a SQL database. We do a backup of that and we're in a fortunate position where we were already backing up our data as i'm sure several companies are we're backing it up nightly anyway so that wasn't a big issue for us what the real uh, challenge for us was is actually identifying um what information is relevant for us to carry across because what we don't want to do uh, i think um uh, there's the pretty famous saying in about it, but when you put garbage in, you get garbage out. What we don't want to do is take across data that is not necessary. Um, so we, we then did a data mapping exercise of the key fields of information we definitely want to migrate across. Um, and that that's um, finished on our side now effectively. So what we're in the process of now doing is actually we've taken it uh, of, is contacting all of our existing clients and letting them know that we are actually going to be migrating their data. So um, we're taking the responsible step of ensuring that our clients are informed of what we're doing with their data. When you say clients, are you including within that the candidates on your database? Yeah, yeah, we are. So we're, we're really making um, a fairly substantial effort to, to check with all of our um employees our clients our candidates that they are happy for us to continue holding their data but in a in a new environment so that you're giving them the opt-out at that at that point are you yep 
is, is there is there a risk there of um is it opt-in or opt-out at that stage uh sorry it, it's opt-out so by default we're going to take everyone through um but we're going to effectively give people the option if if they no longer wish to be contacted or or have their data held with us. That that makes sense. I, I heard some horror stories years ago when we were going through GDPR, what was it, five years ago, um, <laughs> of big businesses with big databases sending out the messaging saying, if you want to remain in our database, you must consent, and then losing more than half their database because, of course, not everybody is going to respond. No, no, sorry, sorry. I, th I think I yeah might have might have got that wrong. It's definitely an opt out. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, okay, so so um, data can be pretty dry and pretty boring sometimes, can't it? And when you're dealing, you, you mentioned the first key challenge, the volume. Um, so let let's leave complexity for a moment. But talking about the volume, how do you deal with that? What are you what you, you using some kind of tools once you've got the data out of your current CRM? How are you then, you're talking about the right data, but how are you managing that? Because, yeah, you've mentioned there's quite some volume. Yeah, so fortunately for us, we are, um, the amount of data is quite, quite substantial. But because we're moving from an on-premise platform to a SaaS platform, the hosting is going to be with the SaaS provider. So it's not, uh, the volume of the data isn't overly a, a concern for us now. What the bigger concern is, is just ensuring that all of our records are taken across. So we're quite simply, and, and this almost sounds too simple, we're just quite simply doing uh, a count against our, our, the number of candidate in, candidates we've migrated, counting that, ensuring that matches the amount that we migrated. And so, how, do, how do you ensure the quality of that? data then because you, you were talking a moment ago about ensuring that you've got the right data so how do you do that based on volume is, is it simply the case of okay we've got x number of records have they all got an email address have they all got this have they got compliance or not presumably nobody is going through the notes and and checking the notes on these no there's not thousands of records <laughs> no you're right and it, it, it's not um like we're going through the data with an absolute fine tooth comb, making sure every single T is crossed and I is dotted. But what we are doing is we are uh, doing spot checks. So we're sampling certain um, people as they come across. Um, but we're also, we're running it in phases to ensure that, um, so we, we operate different uh, geographic branches, geographic locations. So we're effectively doing one at a time. We're giving them a, a, uh, grace period and then we're doing um, and this hasn't happened yet but we're doing in a period in the future we're going to do what's called a delta copy so if there's anything that we have missed it's going to then copy any changes that have been made from X date okay so coming on to the complexity um, the the more relationships between the various data points adds to the complexity, of course, doesn't it? So it, it's fairly standard in the data migration for a staffing or recruitment agency that they're going to want to take across a history of the, the placement, um, the, the previous jobs, the previous applications, etc. Um, what do you see as being the most complex part to this project for yourself? Uh, frustratingly for us, the most complex part actually should be the simplest. 
it's actually taking across candidate uh, documentation like CVs or, or any identification documentations for compliance. Um, just the way that they've been stored on the server in a separate file server means that um, there's a bit of a, an additional mapping exercise for us to do to ensure that's mapped to the correct candidates, clients, employees, as it were. So um, what sounds like probably the most simple, just the raw file documents, has actually been probably the most challenging and most complex for us, actually. Well, so I guess it will depend whoever's listened to this, if they're going through a, a similar process, looking at a data migration themselves, um, they, they may have the same challenge if they're also moving from a legacy on-prem solution. So, so how do you go about that then? How, how do you map that without manually going through those documents? Not easily. We did uh, spend a significant amount of time um, not necessarily going through all of the individual documents. But what we did is all the different document types that we would be expecting. And then we, if, uh, we then were able to map those to the individual candidates based on a unique candidate reference. Um, right. So it, it really, one of the main things I can, I can, pieces of advice I can give any listener is absolutely cleanse your data and ensure you are confident with the valid, uh, validity of your data before you start a migration. Because if you're not confident that it, uh, a file is named correctly or um, uh, per a candidate's name is the correct name or there might be duplicates of that candidate on the system, that's where you can start to see issues arise. So please, 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 cleanse your data before you start the migration. We, it, it's taken us, uh, it, it took us about two to three weeks before of, of having dedicated staff just sit there and go through just making sure, just simple things as well, like capitalization of letters, making sure there's just no, um, guess what you would call inconsistencies. So how many people have you had on this, specifically on the data migration project? One very hardworking lady who is our compliance manager uh, over at Hales, and she is an absolute superstar. Now, granted, she's had help from the um, the branches and the management consultants in each of the areas to to cross reference and cross check any of the candidate or client information when there has been a question. But for the most part, it's it's fairly obvious when there's something wrong. It's fairly, you know, you can see that there's a piece of compliance uh, documentation missing. You can see that there's a spelling mistake. You can see that there's no phone number. You can see that there's a, a email address in the phone number field, for example. You can see some pretty glaringly obvious mistakes uh, that just need to be resolved and fixed. And, and it's usually done through common sense, but sometimes you might need to check with with someone. So we've had one person on it virtually full time. And I do feel sorry for her because she does have a day job as well. So she's been an absolute superstar. Uh, but also the the managing management consultants are responsible for their own areas. When thinking about the history of data, how, how far back do you go that there's always an argument about the, the data being a large part of the value of, of the business and the relationships to those people, of course. Um, but there's the other side of the argument. Well, if that contact has not been engaged for 
X number of years, two, three years, is the data going to be up to date? Is their CV going to be valid? Are their contact details even going to be valid? Are, are you taking all of the data across unless they opt out or are you cutting it at two, three, five years? We're taking it all. We are taking it all because we uh, believe in the value of our data. But you really touched on something important, and it's one of the reasons we um, uh, are contacting our, our clients and candidates, because we want to make sure that it's relevant information that we're taking across. So even though we are going to take it all, I think, and we haven't quite decided how we're going to approach some of the quite aged data, but um, I think what we were going to do is separate if it hasn't been looked at within a certain number of years into an archiving section. Um, but we are actually going to take it all because one of the things we don't want to do is risk losing any data. Um, and I think that for us, there's a bigger risk against uh, that. It's more important to retain the data and, and offset the risk of losing any data than it is for us to, to carry a little bit of extra uh, fluff. What do you see as the biggest risk with this project? Retention. Um, I'm I'm uh, I'm an IT geek, <laughs> and ever since GDPR came in, um, uh, I mean, even before that, actually, honestly, data retention's been been uh, something that keeps you awake at night. <laughs> I think um, the last thing you want to hear, and it, it's I've got some horror stories, but the last thing you want to hear is uh, you can't access your data. That's the last thing anyone wants to hear. That, and that's one of our main reasons for um, moving everything to a SaaS platform and to the cloud and away from on-premise infrastructure. So you've mentioned the importance. In fact, you've urged people to um, give credence to cleansing their data before moving it. Is there any other key advice that you would give to anyone listening to this show? Create a checklist to keep everyone honest. Really create a, a process, a checklist to keep everyone honest and lean on your suppliers or experts that have done this. Lean so, on their expertise. So very quickly on that checklist. Yeah, so uh, data validation, standardization, removing duplicates is, is really important, but also a, a few bits in the checklist that are really important to get right is you do your testing. You Before you close off that your migration is completed, you do your testing. Um, what I like to build into any project or data migration or system implementation is a period of training. And that's, I kind of run that and overlap that with testing as well. And then always have, um, I guess 10% wiggle room at the end of your budget and your and your um, time allocated to any potential um, revisiting of any of that data migration that you have to do, or if you have to go back and have a look at it again. So um, one of the other checklists I would do is make sure, and this is right, right, right at the start, make sure that you have the accountable persons or the accountable parties available for during any migration and that they're aware of their accountability and responsibility um, during that. I think that's just best practice for any project, but especially during a data migration, people need to be on hand if anything goes wrong. Well, Mason, I wish you every 
every success with the uh, finalization of your data cleansing and data migration project. And thank you very much for sharing your experience with us. Thank you very much, James. It's been a pleasure today. Thank you to our listeners. Please like, subscribe and share. And more importantly, let us know if there is someone you would like us to interview on the show and what you would like to hear them talking about. What strategic and or operational changes are you planning to implement in your staffing slash recruitment firm? Lastly, thank you to our sponsor employee providing front and middle office solutions to a range of staffing and recruitment organisations on the Salesforce platform. That's all for today. James Lawton signing out.